Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Look, I made you some unsportsmanlike content. Unsportsmanlike content. content. Unsportsmanlike content. Content. Content that's unsportsmanlike. Okay, as we're getting uh, closer to Creighton Women's Basketball Senior Night. Yes. Josh will be on the call over on the 1180 The Zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get to some content, Nick. Fellas, I hope you're seated because this would knock you on your ass if you were standing up. James Williams, a ref of the National Basketball Association, admitted last night in the pool report that a foul should have been called against the Knicks. Bing bong. The foul happened with under 10 seconds left and would have probably allowed the Pistons to pick up their ninth win of the season. Instead, they lost. Accountability. Wait, the Detroit Pistons have only won eight games this Dude, year? they suck. John, I've heard they are not horrible. And the Wizards have only won nine games this year? Oh my God, if these two teams don't get it going... They might miss the NBA playoffs. Oh, would you stop it? You absolute jerk. You know they're going to make it in anyway, John. Oh, yeah, oh, that's you true. stop it. You're also an absolute <laughs> jerk. That's true. They're only 16 games back of the play-in, so there's plenty of time, I'm sure. Uh, hey, I mean, kudos to the official for admitting fault. Now, what should we do with these people? Uh, Say thank you for your service. Right. And then send them on their way. Let them go. Fire them. Yeah, or well, should we should we should we have them stand center court at the next Pistons game uh-oh. and have people launch rotten tomatoes at him? Oh, oh that's a good We're going to put him in the stocks. He's not going to be in any harm because Jeez, the Nick. Pistons only have eight wins this year. I'm guessing there's only about eight people at the Pistons games. So you're not going to have as many tomatoes. Hmm. Uh, not a bad idea, John. At least he admitted fault for it. Uh, that was a, I don't know if you watched the sequence. It's a wild end of game sequence where there was a little physicality before the non-foul uh, wasn't called. But the, the, I'm stunned that it didn't. I mean, it's the guy basically gets tackled and there is no uh, there's no whistle. And yeah, then the Knicks bing bong. They get the uh, they get the dub. Tough look. Tough look for the already tough looking Pistons. The fan section, the eight fans at Pistons games, John, they call them yeah. the V8. Cool. Nice. Friend Very of the Grum, Bill Connolly, nice. put together the top 80 quarterbacks of the 2000s. Baker Mayfield was tops, followed by Cam Newton, Vince Young, Tim Tebow, and Joe Burrow. Eric Crouch was 49th. How do we feel about this? Uh, You know, I don't mind Eric Crouch not being like anywhere near the top 10. First of all, he only played, you know, two years in the two thousands. Um, though Cam Newton really only played one to be fair, but his numbers, I mean, just obviously just have not aged very well in terms of carrying the team. He certainly did that. John, I, I, you know, when I think of 
this this topic, I, I try to think of it from one of two perspectives. One, like best career overall. And honestly, I think like Tebow would probably have that just because of what he was able to do for years and years. First sophomore to ever win a Heisman, uh, among other things, helped Florida win a national championship as a freshman, helped him win another one as a junior, uh, had a good senior season as well. But in terms of domination, I think that Cam and, and Vince Young were the ones that I will always, and, and Burrow, I guess, too. But those are the guys that I will always remember because they, I mean, certainly Cam Newton, that, that Auburn roster was not very good, all, all things considered, at least for a championship roster. And he was able to take them to the national championship, put them on his back. What Vince Young did is still extraordinary, especially what he did in that national championship game uh, versus USC. Also, I will say this to Bill. Why top 80? Why not top 100 or top 50? What an odd number. A uh, couple of things stand out. Number one, yeah. I, I mean, there's no arguing that Cam Newton had a tremendous season, but it was just one season. Yeah. So I wouldn't have had him second. Interesting. Um, no. Would you, you have Burrow in the top five? Uh, Burrow at least played two years. I mean, here's the thing. Burrow should be ahead of Cam because they both won a national championship, but Burrow played twice as many years. You know, and, and I get it. You know, Cam obviously was a, a freakish athlete and a, and a great runner. And you're right. The roster wasn't tremendous. Yeah. But it's hard for me. It's hard for me to think that he was better than Tebow. Right? Because Tebow did it over four years. And this guy was the ultimate winner. Um, but that, that that's parsing. I mean, it's not that Cam Newton doesn't belong on this list. He certainly does. I just wouldn't have had him that yes. high. The other thing that stands out, mm-hmm. you have three... Oklahoma quarterbacks in the top 15. Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Sam Bradford. Yeah. And zero national championships. Isn't that crazy? Zero national championships. I mean, when you look at the rest of the list, you know, Cam won a title. Vince Young won a title. Tebow won a title. Burrow won a title. Deshaun won a title. You know, Lamar. You have to get to Kyler Murray at seven before you finally right. find a quarterback who didn't win a title. Uh, Mariota didn't. Uh, neither did RG three, who was number ten on the list. But yeah, that just seems uh, it's it, it's very interesting. Texas, Oklahoma with all those great quarterbacks. It just goes to show you, you can have a great quarterback, but that still isn't enough to go all the way. Major League Baseball's move to slice two seconds off the pitch clock with runners on base is. Too much too soon, according to Players Association head Tony Clark. What say you? I say, Tony, it's too much too soon to be too much overreacting to something this soon. I mean, we've literally played a weekend and a day or two of, you know, preseason games. So let's let's see how it goes. Um, they can certainly adjust it, but I, I wouldn't I – mean, I think it's way too early to be overreacting to something like this. We've got plenty of time. We've got a month to go before the regular season starts. So Wait, who's overreacting? You're saying he's overreacting? Yes, he's overreacting. He's saying it's too much too soon. I'm well, saying it's he's too much. saying that in response to last year? Isn't he? No, no, no. They sliced, they sliced two seconds off the pitch clock with runners on base for this year. So the rules from last year have been adjusted. They've taken two more seconds off. That's what, So he is saying it's, they should have let that play out for a little bit longer, right? This is essentially like the college football path is expanding, you know, without barely yeah. any data. Yeah, probably. But my my response would be this. You don't have to set yourself to this. And if it shows that 
you know, it is a little too much in the in the in spring training, then you can always adjust and go back. Yeah, that's but it's true. too early. It's too early, especially in these, you know, spring training games to know if it's really that big a deal. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It's just two seconds. I mean, it's almost a full patino, so works for me. Nice. I mean, the question that we're all wondering about is honestly, Nick, well, just take it away. Well, it's time for our daily MLB uniform update. People have noticed that the Royals uniforms don't have the tiny baby letters on the back of the jerseys like others around the league. Are they wearing the older uniforms? Nope. Get this. The Royals essentially got a waiver because they lobbied hard for it. How long until other fan bases march and protest their way to normal size letters? Peacefully march and protest. Peacefully, to yes. To normal I mean, size uh, letters. We've we've already seen so much discourse. We, we seriously do talk about this thing every day now. Uh, everyone's talking about it. And it is pretty interesting that um, the Royals were... They must have noticed, John, like they didn't like the look and they decided to fight for it. Um, someone reached out to the uh, franchise and Sam Mellinger, who is their VP of communications and former sports writer. He said, I was wondering when somebody would notice. I was expecting it to be our beat writer, but you make sense as well. The you being Paul Lucas from uniwatch.com. Uh, the Look, I mean, the jerseys probably look cheap, but shout out to the Royals for at least they look normal-ish compared to um, previous years, unlike a lot of these other ones around baseball. I mean, personally, I think you can... I mean, there's a happy medium here, too. I, I've always thought the back of the jersey some on some teams is too big. Oh, really? Right. Wow. And, but I think what they have now are too tiny and small, so I think they could find a nice happy medium. But the bottom line is this. The Royals, credit to them, they actually were proactive for once and got something, you know, to go their way. I'm guessing other teams may end up following suit at some point, but then it becomes a point of, you know, when do they just when do they just realize, hey, we've made a terrible mistake and we just change everything back. The the fact that teams the fact that teams don't have as much control over the uniforms it's as the crazy. uniform provider does is odd to me. Yeah, definitely. John, wrestling legend and original Four Horsemen member Ole Anderson died at 81. Ole. 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 Put some respect on Ole's name. Oh, he would hate if you called him Ole. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, cut us a promo to eulogize Ole. Ole. This was the one guy who pushed back on Vince McMahon back in the 80s when he was taking over the world. Because Ole Anderson owned a promotion down in Georgia. And his partners undercut him and sold out to Vince McMahon. And the famous line from Ole Anderson was when he sat down with Vince McMahon the first time was he basically tell, well, he did tell him in no uncertain terms to F off. And then the next time when Vince McMahon tried to come down and hire him, he tried to introduce his wife to him. And Ole's first response was F you and F her too. Oh, man. So wow. he was an old crusty bastard, uh, but you know, Oli pretty influential. Bastard. Pretty influential <laughs> in the world of wrestling. R.I.P. Ole, not Ole. Man, if he heard you call him Ole, he would put you in a front face lock and you would pass out. Because he's problematic. What does he hate about Ole? Uh, oh no, yeah, John. He might. Yeah, he might have. Yeah. Well, See, wrestling in the old days. I'm confused. I'm conflicted because I also don't like Vince McMahon, but that seems problematic. 
Mm. Mm. Wrestling characters back then were interesting, and that's all I'll say about them. I wonder if Oli would like El Paso. Oh! <laughs> because sports writer Brett Bloomquist is taking heat from the college basketball world for his vote of Arizona State at number nine in the nine. latest AP poll. The problem? ASU is 12 and 12. Was that a typo? Did he mean Arizona? Well, Arizona was his number six team. So what gives? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Where are they in Bart, John? Are they uh, really? I, I don't. I didn't even even look. Arizona State's not good. I mean, they're a 500 team. They don't even show he, up in his rankatology. He because they're not good. They're not going to be in the tournament. Are they in Bart's uh, analytics? This guy. They. I think he had a brain fart. That's the only oh, thing I can think of. Obviously, did. Who, I'm who guessing. Did, who I'm do guessing. Think when, that he meant they, to put there. Well, the obvious answer is Arizona, but he already had Arizona ranked. So did he have Iowa State? Nope, he had Iowa State because I was. I'm just looking at, at teams around that that have state in the name. Wow, that is crazy. Has Brett commented on Brett comments no. on this? No, he has not. That's the thing that is yeah, interesting. Is he is he is hidden from view? I mean, it could be a very easy answer. He just needs to. Let us know, unless he truly meant to put Arizona. Bottom line, folks, the AP poll really doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, we do say that. Um, I, I think that the AP poll uh, in uh, football is very important just because it is like, I think it's good for historical record, and I really do think that it can tell a story of the sport. And I guess you can make the same argument, John, for the AP poll. I mean, certainly it's been a big discussion point around here this season, uh, especially over the last two months, right? Because Nebraska gets their first win over a number one team since the 80s. Creighton gets their first number win over a number one team ever. And so, like, I guess it is important for that sorting mechanism, but sheesh, that this, you know, it's good that there's a selection committee and they don't have to worry about the writers voting on who will go to the NCAA tournament because congrats to Arizona State on making it in Brett's field and also being a top three seed. Kansas State beat Kansas 75-70 to in overtime for their seventh overtime win for the year and a perfect 12-0 overtime record in two years. Orlando. Under Jeremy Tang. Jerome. Is that the wildest stat of the day or what? Uh, pretty wild. How about this, too? Um, uh, Brian Christopherson had this number last night. They have a losing record in regulation, and yet they are 17-11 yeah. overall incredible uh a prediction for you john well first of all they're gonna are they gonna make the ncaa tournament i guess that that would be my first question for you uh i don't know i don't know all right i'll go check out t rank etology real fast because if they make it to the tournament my prediction is that they will lose oh they're uh the seventh team out right now come on kansas state my prediction is john if they make the tournament they will lose in overtime and that's how they'll get eliminated time for some unbridled joy Mississippi State's Delta Devils ended a 29-game losing streak last night as they beat Prairie View A&M 57-51. Here's how it sounded. And Andre, that's game! And that will be game! And that will be game! And that's now for the first win! First oh, we saw him the court! And then we saw him the court! We saw him the court! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And the offense has it! Now Black Saying the missing bad Delta Devils are currently on a one 
Joshua falls to 10 in your night. And 16, 5 and 10 the swing. The Mississippi Fed Devils Devil in the Bruce. 1 and 27. What a senior. 1 and 14 the swing. Let's go. <laughs> we love storming the court, don't we, John? Oh, this one was definitely a safe court storming because there might have been 27 people in the building <laughs> all told. And only 24 of them ended up on the floor. But, uh, yeah, they were uh, they were very, very excited. That's uh, Caleb Brunson and Andre Williams, student announcers for the oh. Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils. Congratulations on the win. They're on a one-game winning streak. And that is content. Mm. Nice. Coming up next... I'm not sure if folks are going to like what Wendy's has in mind for future pricing. Oh, boy. What's for dinner is next on 1620 The Zone. When you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Crust is good on your pizza, not your ass. I will eat your ass first. He's tough as a Woolworth steak. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. I'm ready to hang them up, gut them, and skin them, and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. My daughters aren't starving to death. I'll eat my neighbors. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Cliff, what's your, what are you going to take away as your best memory from playing basketball at Boston College? Probably just, like, going on to eat. Ah, uh, let's see. Last night, the taco salads were great. Um, and I think we're having, uh, like, some chicken sausages. They're like uh, they're like brats, but they're made with chicken. Yeah. Oh, I've had a chicken A little healthier. Brats. A little spicier. A little, kind of a little spicy. They're pretty good, actually. So, Dude, those crunch wraps last night were incredible. Incredible. Did you have the big flaming poops? No, not yet, thankfully. But so I'm she sure didn't poison you. That's I bet it would have tasted great with a nice, refreshing Baja Blast. No, it definitely would not have, Nick. You know, John, the last couple of times that I've been here at the arena and I've said I'm probably having pizza, we have not had pizza. So I don't even know what to expect. We had Manja breakfast pizza for the morning game on Saturday. So I kind of wonder if it will be like sandwiches tonight. But I'm going to, one final time, let's see if I can be correct. I'll let everyone know tomorrow. I'm going to predict that we have pizza at the arena tonight. Nick, is it rice for you? Yeah, I think it might be your rice night, yeah. Rice night for Nick. Well, um, Nick, you know, don't make it a Wendy's night. Maybe. Or maybe you should, actually, because of the pricing right now. Well, maybe. Um, now, this isn't started yet, but apparently it is something that could be happening as early as next year. Um, you know, when you use services like Uber or Lyft, during peak hours, the pricing goes up. Mm. So a trip that might have cost you 12 bucks one day, the exact same trip could cost you like 47 bucks another day because of how busy the Uber or Lyft is. Well, John, like we were earlier, we were counting down to the College World Series. An Uber or Lyft during the College World Series, very high pricing. Uh, Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tanner, said on their earnings call this month that beginning as early as 2025, we will be testing enhanced features, features like dynamic pricing, mm. meaning that during busier hours when the demand is highest your baconator might cost you another 50 cents more than it would at non-peak hours like when you get to the drive-thru right at 11 o'clock or 
Maybe you're having a midday snack at 2.15. This is a bad idea. This is not going to go over well. You love capitalism. I do love capitalism. This is not not capitalism. This is stupid. This is literally capitalism. This is what you want. Not all capitalist ideas are good ideas. Oh, but it's the next evolution, John. Yep, this is what you wanted. Everything's going to be like this now from now on. Congrats to John. Everything's more expensive now because everyone's got to get a couple extra bucks. Congrats on winning. I didn't win anything. So all all it's going to do is it's going to drive. I mean, if you're at lunch, if you're going to lunch, like especially in a big city where you've got all these fast food places, like one right on top of the other. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to go to the next one. Yeah, right. Yeah. You'll look at the menu and realize, oh, these guys are charging me more because it's twelve fifteen and I'm having lunch. I'll just go to the Burger King next door and pay less. Yeah, you wonder, John, if the if the if the tail on this is actually fewer people going to Wendy's during like peak times and more people wanting to go during non-peak times. And like if they if like what that ends up doing, because if everyone is like, oh, Wendy's is the place that if you go there at 1230 on a Friday, it costs more money. You know, why would why would I go there? Could this actually end up causing fewer people to want to go there just out of not principle, but just more concerned that the, the prices are going to be a lot higher. Unless a bunch or, of other places start doing this at once and unless, then you don't have yes. a choice. Yeah, that would be bad. That would suck. Yeah. I don't really eat fast food very much anymore anyway because it's not as cheap as it used to be to begin no, with. No, it's not. But man, this would be a way to certainly, you know, cause me to not do that at all anymore. Thankfully, yeah. Popeyes would never do this. They would never do this. Because they're good people, John. They care about us. They care. Oh, yeah, about they you care about you. They care about you as they're ramming that drumstick somewhere where you don't want it to be oh, before they serve thank it. Thank you, to Popeyes. You. Thank you, Popeyes. And then making you wait an extra 25 minutes for it. Yeah. But the prices don't surge. Even if I have to wait 20 minutes, the prices don't surge, John. That's Coming up tomorrow, it is Wednesday. Creighton is hosting Seton Hall, and we'll hey. uh, have a pregame for that. We'll uh, preview that matchup. It's the final home stand of the year. Just two games left at home wow. for the Blue Jays. Mike DeCourcy's on tomorrow. Dumb debates. Dumb debates tomorrow. And hopefully we survive all the snow squalls. Oh, my gosh. It's Squall. so windy. It's very, very windy. Yeah. All right. Have a great call tonight. Creighton Women's Basketball coming up next on Zone 2. Bye. Bye, everybody. I hope you have a great night. Josh, have a good call. Hey, thanks. I'm leaving right now. I got to run down there. Bye. Bye. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.